Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, everyone, welcome back. Your favorite podcast guest is here every time. I, so there's this like whole podcast thing that we have to do, not have to, we get to do every quarter where we get to like sit down and look at the numbers, what's working, what are people interested in, how long are you listening for? And every single report back is, have Shane on more. Everybody loves to hear from Shane. I cannot tell you how annoying that is for me, but alas, welcome back, Shane. <laughs> is this like your fourth time here? I can tell you, I have no idea. (laughs) Welcome back. We wanted to do this podcast a little bit earlier, but just to kind of recap our first year of having a baby together, want to talk a little bit about that, want to talk a little bit about some other things going on with us. And yeah, are you ready? Let's kick it off. So what has been, I don't know, how are you feeling with like a one-year-old? I mean, it's infinitely better than a zero-year-old. Do you really think I loved a newborn? No, I'm just mathematically, Hmm. if you divide one by zero, it it approaches infinity. Oh, I see. Well, but still, a one-year-old, like, it's so hard. I feel like it just went so quickly. Yeah, like, she went from jello to, you know, like a little little tank. Yeah, she is a little tank. Just ripping everything up. She's just changing so much. And we keep like sitting down and being so excited about, like right now she's blowing kisses, but she doesn't know how to blow a kiss. So she just sucks on her finger and makes a sound and then thinks that that's it. Like that's blowing a kiss. And and we keep looking at each other like this is the cutest friggin' thing ever. And it's going to last like a week. And she knows like five words now, which is pretty good because we've had the dog for like what? She doesn't know five words. Yeah. She says good girl to herself every five seconds because she's she very said, validating. And, and she can say kitty. She says k- 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 And she kitty. can say bow. She does say bow. And she can say mama and dada. Are those real words? Those are sounds. Ma- I mean, she's saying them to you when she says mama and to me when she says dada. So I feel like 
Those are words. That's fair enough. I, uh, my big thing is, oh, listen, this is what happens when I try and like look at something on my phone. My big thing is just, I don't know. I got really emotional about this the other day because we met and I just felt like this vivacious, reinvigorated. What do you mean by vivacious? I don't know. What does vivacious mean? I feel like I wasn't. No, no. Like, tell me. Like, what do you think it it means? (laughs) (laughs) This is so uncomfortable. I can't even Google. Vivacious, like bubbly, entertaining. It's got two V's in it. (laughs) What does vivacious mean? Hold on. I have to Google. Vivacious. Oh, oh, oh. Attractive, lively, and animated. I was using it correctly. Okay. Uh, that's a really good name for like an underwear line. Yeah, it is. It probably already exists. But that's that's how I felt. I felt very, I felt very alive. I was like- Very vivacious. This, very vivacious. Okay. I was in this whole like wild life transformation. You and I met like weeks after my divorce, but we were co-workers. So it was a while before we dated. But I just felt like, used to used to literally never call me by my name. You'd always call me Sunshine. And we had this like really, I think, pretty good date. Maybe I like look back on things with rose-colored goggles, but I feel like we had a very good life and rhythm. We were busy. We were all these things. I was all these things. I was traveling. I was, you know, doing this career stuff. And then we had this baby together. And I just, I remember I looked at you and I was like, I don't, I can't imagine what it would be like to go through marrying somebody at this, like, I would call it like almost like a mental peak where you were, I was in a really good, I was like coming through stuff, but I was like getting into a better place into like who I was when I was pregnant, where I feel like I didn't even have a soul. Like I felt like it was sucked out from me and just trying to get through every single day. And then postpartum, which is just, let's be honest, a complete shit show of the body and mind. How like be honest here because I think so many people are fearful about how partnerships transition when you have kids. But how was it for you watching like the progression of me kind of losing myself into having a baby and becoming a mother in front of you as opposed to already being this like mom of these older kids? I mean, I was having my own things, my own experiences Mm -hmm. too, right? Like everything was new for me. Yeah. It was my first time for a baby being with someone pregnant. Yeah. You know, and if we go back, you said it was a wildlife transformation. You ever, do you remember those books called Animorphs? <laughs> do you remember those? Yeah. I meant like a wild life. Transformation, oh, not, not like a, a wildlife wild. chance. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But speak to that transition of life, like how, how it truly, did you find yourself feeling like you lost me? Did you find yourself feeling like you didn't know how to connect anymore or frustrated by maybe some of the transition points? Because uh, truly, I'm not the same person I was two years ago. I feel like, to be honest, it was not, it was not that bad because there was an expectation in my mind already that like, hey, I got to take care of business here, right? Mm. It, it, it was a lot easier when there was an expectation of like, hey, I know what I got to do here. And it was like, I got I just got to take care of business. But you know, like, 
when you're in a relationship with someone and you got to take care of business, sometimes it's like, ah, oh, like, why do I got to do this? Whereas when you're pregnant, I was like, oh, this is, this is just what got, like, there's no, there's, there's no other option. It was, it was easier in my head. Right. I so. guess that makes sense. Now, have you, I don't know if you've heard this. I'm going to like play it. Have you seen the TikTok where the two guys are discussing what would happen if their wives like had kids and changed? I'm just going to play. I'm just going to play the clip. I say, if my wife lets herself go after I have kids with her, I'm going to tell her once, if you don't get your shit together, I still want to be sexually attracted Agreed. to my wife, yeah. my spouse. But if you Even can't girlfriends. do that, girlfriend too, if you can't do that, I'm out. What is your reaction to that? I mean, if, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be a bit blunt here. Okay. If you knock someone up. Okay. And expect somehow to like have nothing change after the fact, you're probably stupid. (laughs) Well, and I also found like, I I listened to this, a lot of people have been stitching with that, which is like when you like redo, like you reply to that video. So I was just watching it off of Alex LDN's account. But on TikTok, I was watching this one guy and he said like, I that's not love. Like there's, there's these things now that I see in my wife that have changed. And that is the marks of our story. Now that's a very lovely thing for women to hear, but it's a very, like this, there's this whole line of, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say like, what, like, what is the reality here? Like, you know, I can understand someone in the early, early days of dating young, Mm -hmm. like young, right. Being like, somewhat you know shallow i guess yeah but like what are you are you are you're you're not going to age you're not going to change mm. over time like mm-hmm. you know you you can't set expectations for people that you can't keep yourself that's so true right well and let's okay so here's a little activity for us i've done this before with other people not what? no but like about you not about other people what but i like to remind myself whenever i feel like in my body has changed and I feel unlovable. This is a very like irrational as it might be is a very common reaction because we have been conditioned to believe that the second our body changes, we are now irrelevant. And it lines up with the narrative of the world, right? People, you watched how people treated me when I was pregnant. People are like, oh my gosh, like you look so amazing or this, you're that. And then you have a baby and it's like, it's just gone, right? So there's this lack of validation. You're dripping from every area of your body. You're sweating, your boobs are leaking you've got stitches to tend to, you're bleeding for six weeks, literally everything has gone to crap and you have this like tiny human to take care of. It's a very, very vulnerable time for women. Through this type of change, it can be hard to like remember why somebody would care about you. So let's each one by one name five reasons we love the other person. Okay. They can be physical or non-physical. But I mean, can you love someone for physical reasons? Well, that's kind of my point of like why I would, this is kind of the point of the challenge. Cause like. Also, like, I just want you to tell me why you love me. I'm just. I, I like that kind of thing. But, but hold on. Like you can't, you can't say why you love someone because of something physical because anybody could have that trait. Mm. And that doesn't mean you love them. That's true. Like, if, but if I'm I think like, that's oh, the man, thing we I'm, get caught up on where we're like, uh, like why we feel like what's lovable about us is our externals, but what's actually lovable about us are totally different things. Because if we internals. looked around, 
But if we looked around and the reasons we love other people, their bodies don't usually land on the list. Like, I don't know that I would be like, mm, but sometimes like there is a little bit like, yeah, I, I, well, I love parts about you, but I wouldn't say that that's why I love you. Right. Exactly. Because if that thing went away. Yeah. But also I still want you to tell me why you love me. I love you for more than five reasons. Okay. But just name the top five. I know there's more okay. than five. I think you're one of the most sweet people I've ever met. Oh. You're extremely positive, even though you don't think you are. Uh, I, I do think I'm negative sometimes. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> you're very, like, you're you're a positive person. You have a positive mm. aura. Okay. You make me laugh. <gasps> I do love being funny. Yeah, you're very good at it. Okay. You're a loving person. Mm. I think you have a good heart. I think we, we align on a lot of things from, mm, 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 mm. you know. I love this so much. Okay, I'll tell you mine. We do align on a lot of stuff. That's very true. I would say for you, I love that you're the person that everybody wants to talk to in a room. I love that about you. I love that you're the person that, I've said this before, when I see somebody who's like alone in the room, I know that you're going to be the one that goes and talks to them. You just have this charisma about you and this ability to talk to anybody, truly anybody, and like strike up a conversation. That's something that is so attractive. Like I love that about you. The other thing is you have this ability to diffuse any situation. You're really good at making people feel loved and safe in a scenario, no matter what it is. That I always know, no matter how chaotic something is that's going on, you will help me feel two things, loved and safe. And that's like a really important thing. I would say the other thing is like, you are I also going to say that you're really positive. Like you you tend to really lean on facts and that tends to help me through situations. Uh, especially when I'm spiraling, you really do lean on in like the the hardcore facts. Yeah, you know what though? What? Why do fax machines still exist? <laughs> Other than for like mailing in your forms to like some That's a totally different fax. But I'm just saying. You're like, just saying. Two more. Okay. I this might be controversial. I love your hugs. That might be physical. Mm. I love your hugs. What if give great hugs? What if I lost an arm? I mean, I still think you'd give me great hugs. It's like a whole physical thing. You hug with your body. Not a mm. lot of people do that. Mm. You hug with like your whole self. And that's like, it's such an amazing, amazing feeling. And the other thing is I love that you know you have and we both do. We have like some jealousy tendencies. We have some things that we know are like, quote unquote, maybe flawed about us. We don't interject that onto the other person. We could be truly own. Like, why? Why are you shaking your head? You, you just, you said. Did I use the wrong word? Yeah. What, what did I say? Interject? You, you, you said inter, interject that on other people. Impose that. Impose that. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Interject would be like. What I Five just things did. I don't love about you. One of them is correcting me all the time. <laughs> no, you know what? One of them is interjecting when you're speaking. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Damn it. Oh my gosh. No, but I really find this like, this is, obviously attraction is like a huge part of people. It's a part of relationships. I can't help that when you walk in the door with a fresh haircut, I I know I got to like see you naked that day. Like I understand that that's a part of our relationship. And that is like, there's an attraction there. But at the end of the day, the reason I love you and the ultimate forms of attraction are so much more than that. Gray sweatpants, also amazing. I texted Becky the other day when you wore some gray sweatpants and she made me describe everything you were wearing. You and didn't it, have a hat on, so it was a fail. Mm, 
You know what's crazy though is that mm. when you see me with a haircut, I didn't do anything for that. It was 100%. I know, and it works so well for me. That yeah. is like it was lingerie. It was Steph that did that. Even with the very best schools, our kids are likely not getting one-on-one teaching because they have full classrooms that they're a part of. And even at home, it can be a struggle to know what to do, how to teach them best, how to encourage them in their learning to help them reach their full potential. This is why I love Baiju's Future School. We actually participated in a class for coding for kids. Maya did it and it was really inspiring how they could lead kids through conversations, which to me sounded like really big stuff. They broke it down to really digestible ways of learning, step-by-step instructions, and we really left the call very, very inspired. What you can expect at Baiju's Future School? Well, they are the leading online learning platform, which are revolutionizing education for millions of students worldwide. Students receive personalized attention with live access to a teacher in a one-on-one or a one-on-four setting. And they'll have fun learning, truly. And they're exploring subjects with an interactive activity-based curriculum that inspires their creativity and sparks lifelong love of learning. Baiju's Future School currently offers coding and music courses for grades 1 through 12 and math courses for grades 1 through 8. And you can keep an eye out for even more subjects launching before you know it. Join the millions of parents accelerating their kids' learning today. Right now, Baiju's Future School is offering listeners their first class for free, so you can give it a try as well. Just go to baijus.com slash podcast to sign up for your first class absolutely free. That's B-Y-J-U-S dot com slash podcast. Check them out and let's get back to the show. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I'm Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. Can we talk about lingerie? Lingerie? Okay, are we going to tell a story about what happened? Like me wearing lingerie or you? When I wore lingerie. Because I wore lingerie for the first time to you last weekend. But you also had a lot. And I was like, what is all this lingerie? I did have a lot of, when we were organizing, I did have a lot of lingerie that I just have never worn. I need to talk about this scenario because it was... I was so psyched. I bought this, like Ariana and I were texting back and forth, like consulting on the best lingerie. I wanted something so unexpected. I didn't want something sweet and like lacy necessarily. I wanted it to look like really out there. So my friend, Sydney Bell, if you follow her, she like posed in this outfit and I was like, immediate buy. Like I have to have this outfit. This is so fire. It looks so cool. And it was like all strappy everywhere. Well, it comes and it's like this tiny little package and I open it and there's just straps everywhere. And I don't know what's going on. And I try it all on to make sure it even fits. And I'm really psyching myself up because we're going away for the first night. The picture looked good. The picture looked good. Thanks for saying the picture looked well, good. Well, just finish your story. <laughs> okay. So I tried it all on. 
And then I'm like texting Brie. I'm like, I don't know how this even goes together. I figured it all out. And then I accidentally left a bunch of the straps at home because I took it all off in a flurry because I was trying not to get caught doing this. And I packed half of it. So we get, we're at this place. Now you have to understand there is literally four parts of the outfit. There are leg straps. There is a bra. There is underwear. And then there's like this over piece that connects to the leg straps. It is strappy. It is so hot. So I get there and I realize the whole bottom half is missing. Like the leg straps essentially, but then the top had nothing to attach to. And then I realize I've told you that I'm wearing lingerie and now I'm around the corner and I put it on and it's wrong, first of all, which starts to psych me out. And then I realize I have to somehow come out. And I never thought through that scenario because in the movies, they're all like dancing on their way out. They strip, they like have this whole thing. And I was like, the surprise is gone. You know, I'm wearing lingerie. So I stood around the corner and I just said, I'm wearing lingerie. And then I came out and then I was like, ah. and then I just curled up in a ball and you were like, so it's, I'm wearing lingerie, the end. And I was like, I guess so. I'm so uncomfortable. And then I just texted my friends and I was like, I can't, I'm never doing this again. This is the worst experience I've ever had. Lingerie is crap. I just would rather be naked. I mean, first of all, if you wanted to do something really crazy mm, with lingerie. Really wild. Yeah, wild. What, what, what was, what was like, what was, how did you describe it? You wanted to do something really. I want to surprise you. You right. said when we did that sex podcast, mm. you had said that you loved elements of surprise. And I thought this is the perfect time. No, he's never going to expect me to bring lingerie and like whip out this strappy little number. But then you told me about it. I know. Cause I was very excited. I tell you everything. Lasers. Except for my friend's secrets. I promise. Lasers. Lasers. Mm. Lingerie with lasers. That would be surprising. What if I came out with a lightsaber? Hot or not? I mean, it depends on the context. All right. If you're fully clothed and like... I just read that Leonardo DiCaprio apparently went on the state and he just like made the girl like watch him swing around a lightsaber and she was like, it wasn't cool. And I'm like, that sounds like the best date ever. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. How can you (laughs) go wrong? (laughs) What? Like, where's your, where's your bar? Leonardo I've DiCaprio? always wanted a guy to like wear a glow in the dark condom and like, like pretend that his, pretend that his dick is a mm. lightsaber. Cause I thought that'd be funny. Yeah, but and I do love humor. Boners don't work that quickly. Well, that'd be funny. If, if that was physically possible. Oh, I get, I don't mean like coming out like that. Just like to like wield it like it is. <laughs> I just want the sound effects. <laughs> Why don't they make condoms that have like little speaker? Like they have cards and, and candles. It's true. Why isn't there one like when you get a boner and you're like, boing. I don't know. But it's very, I don't know. Whatever. Swing. Remember? So explain to me, just be honest. How did it feel when I came out in the lingerie? I mean, you, you still looked hot. Yeah. You still I looked, did look hot. Yeah. You still looked hot. But you were like, but I literally curled into a ball. But you were like, <laughs> and wanted to die. You were so self conscious that I was like, oh. which is weird because I'm not usually like that. I, I mean, yeah, lottery messed me up. Couldn't do it. Yeah, well, maybe next time. I sent you, so I later just sent you a picture of it, which is why you said the picture was hot. because yeah. I looked hot in the picture. <laughs> well, you had your <laughs> had the full thing lingered. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, a night away was really nice. We haven't like left and been without the baby for so long that that was just, it was, it was a nice little experience. I, it felt nice to get away. For sure. Okay. So I let some people ask us some questions and we've already been like going on with our lingerie story for a while. So I'm going to read what some of these questions are. 
Oh, here, I'm going to let you answer this one. Do you plan on having more kids? A lot of people ask this. Oh my gosh, I'm scrolling and literally everybody wants to know. No plans. We didn't plan to have one kid. Let's be honest. Like we rolled the dice. We, we, we very much opened the window and we said if it happened, it would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Do we plan on having more kids? Or are you going to answer this? Yeah, I just did. No plans. There is definitely a plan. There was no plans to have a kid. Is there a plan right now for you? There's a plan to not have a kid. That's exactly what I'm asking. Right. Yeah. You've got a vasectomy booked. Correct. Locked and loaded. No, well, not loaded. There's apparently <laughs> locked and unloaded. <laughs> Wait, that also sounds really bad. What's the biggest argument in our household? Do you want to take that one? I'm going to say boxes. The kids? Boxes? No. no. Messy? Mm. Mess, which mm. we're working on right now. So oh. somebody just asked, did you fold all of your stuff before Go Simplified came? I've always folded my stuff like that. Yeah, he's literally Marie Kondo. It's so effing annoying. No, you can you can see what the t-shirt is. You can see what the socks are. Yeah. It's It takes two seconds and you can see what everything is. And, you know, you got your good underwear and then you get like down the pile of underwear to like, ah, uh, these are okay. And mm, you're like, oh, mm, mm. these are like end of the line. And those yeah. are the other ones that you should probably just throw away. Okay. Do you or your husband work outside on being in, outside of being influencers. So, yeah. I don't, I don't have a husband. <laughs> but you work. What is your job? You don't uh, have to say the company. I'm a transponster. <laughs> oh my God, you made a friend's reference. I love you so much. You do have a very transponstery type of job though. I'm, I am, my, my title is senior director of engineering, but I work at a web company or a mm. web technology company. I used to work with him, but then I, I branched off to do my own thing three years ago, three and a half years ago, which mm. I worked out. And you never knew what I did, so. I never, I've never figured it out, but I used to always love being able to, because we had our boardroom was glassed in and I used to be able to watch you in meetings and you could always tell you were explaining something very technical and you would stand up and you had your whiteboard and you would just be like standing there with your hands on your hips and like talking about stuff on the whiteboard. And I was always like, oh, I love him. <laughs> People change, and no one knows that better than Vivek Shreya, who has made a career out of embracing many roles artist, performer, musician, writer, model, teacher. In People Change, she reflects on the origins of this impulse. This book is a meditation on change itself, why we fear it, why we're drawn to it, what motivates us to change, and what traps us in place. It's a guide to embracing our many selves and an inspiration to discover who will become next. I've talked a little bit about this, that I've been reading this book and truly have been exploring those parts of myself as I've been reading Vivek's story as well. This book is truly an, a companion. It's a guide to celebrating our many selves and an inspiration to discover who will become next. I always said that I was somebody who feared change. I resisted it. It always felt like I didn't want to always explore those other parts of me because it comes with a lot of unknowns. And that's why this book has been so inspiring to read. It's been really exciting to kind of tap into that self-reflection as well. And right now you can check out People Change wherever great books are sold. It's available in hard book, ebook, and audiobook. however you do books. That's People Change 
by Vivek Sharia. Okay, here's a good one. How do you feel about me being in the public eye? Let's be clear. You met me when I was already in the public eye, but how do you feel? Like being at the scale it is now, how do you mm. feel about it? I think a lot of people wonder this. I don't know. Like, I don't really think about it, to be honest. Mm. Like, I'm going to say it's awkward in when it happens when I'm there out in public and someone recognizes you. I'm like, oh, this is weird. But it's not that weird either. Yeah, it's not weird. I love it, when that happens. To, to, to it be makes on, me happy. To, to be honest, it's kind of like, you know when like you're out with a friend and one of their friends comes up and they're like, they're like old chums. Mm. And like, hey, I haven't seen you since that time at Greg's house when we, you know, got a bunch of vodka and built that shed, right? Mm. You know that situation. You've been there. Yeah, it's like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just over here. I don't know who Greg is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. This is Becky. I'm just going to call her out. She's first of all, very mad that we're podcasting without her. Mm, Our zombie you? apocalypse podcast hasn't come out yet. I'm going to oh. have to release that soon. If we had to name Lemmy a different name, what would you name her? I already have my answer. You go ahead. Olive. Olive? Yeah. Really? I love olives. (laughs) (laughs) To eat? And to put in martinis. Yeah, martinis are great. What about martini? No, what? You can go with olives and you can't do martini? I feel like martini is like Italian. And I'm not Italian and you're not Italian. So you can't really just take that name. Mm. I have held on to the name story for so long because it's my favorite character in Lady in the Water, my favorite, one of my favorite movies. I love the name story, but I also know that it's very, very close to like Kylie Jenner and having Stormy. So honestly, the other day, the other day I was reading the Dolly Parton book to Lemmy at bedtime and Dolly Parton's story is just, she's just such an incredible woman that part of me is like, it sucks that there's not really many people named Dolly. And I really wish mm. that I had named her Dolly. Because I, I think Dolly, like Dolly Landry is one of the cutest effing names I could possibly think of. She would make a great Dolly. Like knowing her, she would make a great Dolly. I don't hate that. I don't it's hate that. so cute. It's so cute. Or like a Dottie. You know how you can call them Dottie? I think Olive Landry is a pretty good name though. Yeah, but Olivia is like a top name for like years and years and years. Olive. I know, but still. You call her Ollie or (sighs) O or Lee. Okay, I'm going to go. Oh, this is a great question. How would you react if your child told you that they were trans? I wouldn't react. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I also feel like it's... I mean, I think there's parts of you that would have to like relearn and have to go through understanding or mourning certain parts of that. But mourning, mourning, yeah, mourning in the sense that you might have envisioned certain things for them that might change with that. Maybe not. Or just like different ideals. I think that that's valid to say. I I would say the only concern I would have is with what might like the outside might, you know, how the outside might affect them, how other people might treat them. Mm. Like, I personally wouldn't, like, I don't yeah, know. I, I honestly think it would just be a learning curve, but I, I wouldn't feel any differently. Same reason that we said that the reasons that we love each other, like the kids are so unique in their own right that really their gender has nothing to do with what makes them great. So I don't really, yeah, like I don't, I don't really I don't feel know. one way or the other. Ba, 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 how? Okay. A lot of people asking about sex 
post baby and pre baby. We couldn't have sex during the pregnancy. I started bleeding at 16 weeks. So we were off the sex train until like the very last few days where I put an immense amount of pressure on Shane to get the baby out of me. But postpartum, I mean, we'd already gotten in the rhythm of not having sex. We pretty much couldn't have sex for almost an entire year. And now we've gotten into having it again. I would say I'm I really worried about how you would feel about me breastfeeding and then also having sex. I mean, I don't know. I didn't feel any different. Mm, yeah, it's normal. Yeah. Do we experience dry spells in the bedroom? Like? Well, we didn't have sex for a year, so I guess that counts. Like if I'm really dehydrated? And I need to clarify something because a lot of times people will be like, oh, if you're not having sex, then you can just do other things. And that's fair and fine, but also was incredibly frustrating. I did mm. not do well with doing all the other things. I felt very frustrated and it reminded me more that we couldn't have sex. I found hand-holding, hugging, embracing, kissing became just like really, really important. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that like there isn't really a proper substitute for sex. Mm. Even like, you know masturbation. Yeah. It's not the same. It's so true. It's like, it's pretty close. It's pretty good. But there's a responsibility to insects. Well, it's not even that. I don't know. Like even like the sense of relief isn't the same. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Do you know the average couple has sex twice a month? What? Yeah. Why are we having sex that often? Shut up. Somebody actually <laughs> asked how often we have sex. And it's like, it's so, we go through it's like, sporadic. sometimes it's like five times a week. Sometimes it's like once a week or like twice a month. We, but consistency, definitely once a week. Yeah. Sometimes we like, like to, six times a day. That one we time. used to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who were we? Back in our, do you remember how much Gatorade we had to drink that day? I had a lot of stamina. <laughs> it's also just like we had time then. We had we had like nothing to do when we <laughs> had a lot of carbs in the house. Had a oh, that's true. We ate a lot. We just fueled. <laughs> okay, when will Shane do a takeover and introduce us to his metal underworld? Which what? did you did you donate your metal belt? It, it got thrown away. Okay, and it was punk rock, by the way. I'm so sorry. That 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 belt was my punk rock belt, but it, it it like the loops were busted in it. So I was keeping it for sentimental reasons, but I had too many sentimental things from my punk rock days. Somebody asked, "Why doesn't Maya like to be photographed very much? Is it her age, or probably with my following? Maya has almost never liked a photo. She has never really liked photos, but I think she didn't really understand, and I probably didn't pursue enough her." like an enthusiastic consent. She was like, yeah, fine, you can post it. But she really, as things grew and as people started to become aware and as she became self-aware and was trying to figure out who she was, I think it just became easier for her to be like, I don't, I just don't, I just don't need to think about that. She wanted to live a lot more anonymous. Gemma and Bowden are a lot more like, eh, I don't care, like whatever. But I still, every single thing that the kids are involved in, they have, that's why Gemma always writes whatever she wants on my stories because I give her my phone and I'm like, are you good with this before I post anything? Do you remember what it was like to be a kid and people took your picture and then they like just went and developed it and then showed everybody? Like we never had this type of consent and control before. We also didn't have social media. Like we didn't have like the upload rate that we do now. So I just- super respect where they are with things. And they're so 
they're all very, very different with it, right? Like if I gave it to Gemma, she would she would be on my phone all day. I mean, to be honest, I think Maya's a little self-conscious, but I understand that because so am I. I yeah. There's certain oh, th- yours the same. Yeah, yeah that's like, true. There's certain times I'm like, I don't want you to post that because mm-hmm. I think my face looks stupid. Yeah, fair. Right? Yeah. So. I mean, I'm the same way. Okay, we have a couple more really good questions. Sometimes on social, all you see about parenting are the negatives. What do you love? I'll be honest, when people talk about the negatives of parenting, I think there needs to be camaraderie and like understanding when we talk about this stuff that there is, like you need a sense of relief. There is no, like when you're parenting, you don't get to complain to the people who are around you about how hard that is. You have your partner if should you have one and you have your internet so that's maybe why it feels that way but let's talk about some of the parenting joys no but like you know what like i think that's a really good point though mm. it's that like for a lot of people the internet is where they vent mm. right so it, I, I would say in general take everything with a grain of salt when you're reading on the internet because people are people are venting yeah right they so, need support right yeah. sometimes like, that's their way of communicating it the, they have no other outlet the keyboard is the uh, you know yeah. But let's Anyways, talk about some joys. I mean, there's a lot. There's way more than there are negatives. I would say it's so nice to get up in the morning to somebody who is just full of joy. I would and kids s- in general, like they're just bursting in the morning. It's pretty awesome to be able to help mold someone, mm, you know, like yeah. it's, it's a pretty amazing feeling to be able to teach someone something for the first time. Yeah. And like with like a little kid, like with a baby, everything is the first time. Yeah. It's so incredible how like everything they see is new to them. And mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's bananas how quickly they become accustomed to like all of the crazy shit that's going on around yeah. them. Like the first time they see snow and, and you know. Yeah. The gravity, what like whatever Everything it is. Everything is fascinating. It's all incredible. And they're just like, oh, look, like it's that song I recognize. Mm-hmm. I'm going to concentrate on that now. Yeah, I know. And, and each stage is so different. So I would say with Maya, I would say my favorite thing is that she comes to us. Like there's something so special when they're at that age there. They have the choice of, to talk to so many different people, but when they need it, they come to you. That's a feeling that I just, that's such a joy. It's such a, it's such a privileged joy to be in the position of being their support people. I really, really, really love that. And I know she leans on you a lot too. And like in general, it's just like sharing some of the things they're into. Like that's so exciting. With Gemma, I would say, I mean, and I've shared this before and she knows I have, and, and it's fine to say it. She was tough. Like she was tough to parent growing up. She's very strong-willed. She FaceTimes me five times a day with various levels of requests, but I am having, we really get along. Like we really have synced up. I I knew this day would come. I knew it was coming, but like genuinely, I love her and her friends. They're just at this key teenage age that I've been waiting for and like just banking on. And it's so much fun. They're just, everything's funny to them. Everything's hilarious. Everything can be a joke. And they're less and less like, they don't take everything like offensively. It's just like, oh, that's just funny. And you keep going. Like she told me she like fell flat on her face the other day because she had her hands in her pockets and fell. And she was like, oh my gosh, it was hilarious. And I don't know. There's like parts of that that I'm like, ah, being a kid is so cool. And Bowden is like just an intuitive little guy. When he was a, when he was a baby, he used to just like grab my face and he would just look at me in the face whenever I was like having a bad day. Like he knew something was going on. And now he just like, 
always gives the hugs. And I, we have a baby, so we get 25 hugs a day. Like she hugs nonstop. It's her favorite thing to do is give us hugs. But when they get older, it gets less and less and less. And at, at some point it feels like it somewhat stops. But Bowden is like, he will stop what he's doing in the middle of doing something and just come over and give you a hug. And it's just like, ah, you're, we're still here. We're still there. And that's like such a joyful thing to do. And it's just, it's really neat watching them be who they are and become who they're becoming and get to kind of like sit in the passenger seat of that. Yeah. And it, and you know, what's great is that you like, especially with like the older three, you can kind of see where they're all going to do well in life. Mm, Totally. You can see each one of their strengths. Yes. Right. You're like that Bowden could be a lot of things. He really could. It's, it's funny because you, you might think like, oh, Maybe he, he doesn't have the best grades at the three, but he is probably, he's probably going to have the most opportunity in my my opinion, yeah. because he can do so many things. He is strong. He's good with people. He's very good with people. He's, you know. He he's rem- very good at cultivating relationships too. Like he, he will, he will connect. He's a connector. He's yeah. like, so-and-so meet so-and-so. We're going to do this game. Then we're going to do that. He is very, very good. And he's a very like roll with the punches kind of kid. And he's he's really good at math. Unusually good at math. He is unusually good at math. Mm. He just told me this like wild way that he does multiplications of nine. And I will like, I just can't even. Super smart. So smart. I was like, they need to be teaching it this way. Like, how did you figure this out? That's just absolutely wild. He does it by like, so if it was. Yeah, he multiplies by 10 and then subtracts nine from something. I don't know. Yeah, multiplies by 10 and subtracts whatever the number is that you're timesing it by. So if it was 70 times 10, then he goes, you you would have 70 minus 7. It was quicker to him yeah. than having to count up by 9s. So he always does it by 10 and minus whatever that first number is. And mm-hmm. I was like, that is genius. Like, you would even think of that. Gemma's a little social butterfly. She's going to, she's going to do really well in crisis situations. And she's, she's a natural caretaker. Mm. very natural caretaker. I can see her doing something like, like she likes party planning. I can actually see her doing oh, that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she says that or like, well, she's never actually said that, but she loves doing that. She always has a Pinterest board going. Pediatric nurse was another one. She's also binging Grey's Anatomy right now. So maybe that's a part of it, but that was another one that she's brought mm. up. I mean, if she gets into as much drama as they do on Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> she's know. not going to keep a job. I know, and it's then, so then, true. And then Maya's going to be an artist of some type. For sure. Yeah, I think she'll be in the arts. I, I would really love to see. She's got so much talent in special effects makeup. I could see her really, really thriving in that mm. industry. I would love to see her do that. And I think her personality suits being a creative. She just naturally has it in her. Okay, another question. What do you do when things feel less than romantic to get back on track together? Just wait it out. I don't know. Like, it'll come back. Yeah, that's so true. It really does come in waves. Yeah, like... You don't have to force it. That'll, I don't know. I, I think that, to be honest, I think if you try to do something to fix it, it's just putting pressure on someone that is going to be counterproductive. Mm. Right? Like if you, if it's like, you know, like let, let's take erectile dysfunction. Okay. A, a big cause of erectile dysfunction yep. is stress. Yep. Now, if you have it in your head that you needed to perform, yeah, that's not going to help with the stress. That's so true, right? So, like, I think you just just let it. Ha- I don't know. 
It's going to come back. You know, I've shared a lot about my story in the past. And even today, we're reflecting on everything that's happened in the last year. And a lot of that has come from working towards being able to move forward. Mental health isn't just like a goal. It's part of our daily routines, and it can be even more so with Talkspace. Talkspace personally matches you with a licensed therapist, and you can connect right from your phone or computer and get help whenever you need it. Therapy can help you truly just be kinder to yourself so you can keep moving forward. And Talkspace makes it easy to help you make sure that you have lasting progress with your mental health all year round, not just in January, not just in February, but all year round. Talkspace makes it so easy to be matched with a licensed therapist, offering all the benefits of therapy in a more convenient format, because sometimes even the practice of getting somewhere to go to therapy can be really hard. So this is incredibly convenient. It kind of cuts out a little bit of the extra work that really can weigh on our minds and hearts. It's also incredibly private and secure. So whether you deal with anxiety, depression, self-doubt, anything else, Talkspace matches you with a licensed therapist who can give you the support you need whenever you need it. Everyone needs help sometimes. You don't have to be too proud or like you don't need new skills at any point in time. I actually find that I learn the most through therapy when I'm going after it in a time that I'm in a quote unquote good place, because then I feel more equipped to go into whatever might come next. Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists across dozens of specialties. And unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace really fits your schedule, not the other way around. They have live chat, video, and audio sessions. You can easily fit your mental health care into your daily routine. You get access to a private room with just you and your therapist, and you can send messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. There's no need to wait for a weekly appointment. Talkspace encryption and added security features keep your conversation fully protected. Make your mental health more than just some sort of a New Year's resolution with Talkspace. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use the code PAPAYA at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com promo code PAPAYA. Take care of you and let's get back to the show. Okay. And does your sex drive go, did it, or my sex drive go back to normal after having Lemmy or did it take time? It definitely took time. I had, I don't even think for the first six months I had any interest and it was so uncomfortable. I think we did it because we were like trying to get into it, but I don't recall it feeling any sort of good. And then my hormones started to balance out. Like that's the huge thing here is your hormones are messed up after having a baby. And now, like, as soon as, like, she hit about one and things, like, obviously, I also just stopped breastfeeding. Huge, I think, huge I think, change. I think breastfeeding was amazing. I, think I just bre- don't want to deter people from it. But no, it I, obviously was so convenient. I love doing it. But no, I, I, I was think, very ready to have my body back. I, I think there's a hormonal factor to breastfeeding. Oh, like, do you remember how moody I was when I, when I weaned? I was like, I cried at everything. I was, I felt like I was being snippy. That was only a few days though. You've been like that before. <laughs> oh, what's the best form of potatoes? Form. Best form of potatoes. Like, like cooked versus raw? No, like, yeah, t- way to eat it. Way to eat it. Like my mouth, I don't. <laughs> Shit. 
I honestly all need to answer these questions. Becky literally wrote in the box. She was like, I need to answer this in a way that Shane can't misanswer it. Mm. <laughs> so how that wasn't her question though, but how would you what's your what's your best potato? What's my favorite or what's the best? Because it one is <sighs> Let me go back. Sub- what's the best form of potatoes for eating? I, I'm gonna say if we're talking about the best, which is not personal opinion, right? Because it's what's the best form? You're I asking would, us a question. That's a matter of personal opinion. I mean, there is a real answer, though. I mean, it's whatever is easiest to digest while also absorbing the maximum amount of nutrients. Mm. So maybe like boiled, mashed up without any additives. It's funny. I literally went to fries. I don't even love fries and I don't love If you're asking me what my chips. favorite form of potato is. Poutine. Uh, that's, I mean, that's just fries. Okay, whatever semantics. So. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna have to say probably some kind of like variation of a mash, mm. like some uh, like some garlic mash. Or I like, something like that. a Denny's home fries. That's the correct answer for you. For me. Oh, you're gonna love this. Tots question. are good too. I don't even. I don't even have. I'm not even ready. What does the other person's fart smell like? This is, yeah. The better question would, would be, <laughs> what doesn't it smell like? Yeah. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. You ever have some, have you ever had something? Okay. Have you ever opened a bottle of ammonia? And you have an unexpected like, like whiff. <laughs> And it like, it, 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 your eyes water and, you know, all of your scent, your, your face is on fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine that, but you're sleeping. <laughs> I have never, ever <sighs> woken up from a smell before. Yeah. Yeah. That's a true thing. But anyways, go ahead. No, that was the entire, for you, you rarely have a stinky fart. Kind of but- pleasant, right? It's in no, I only still, even still, I know there is a certain type of fart that you can have that actually does smell good to yourself. And I have them for me sometimes, but with you, even if they're like a not so bad one, I still don't find it pleasant where you might find it pleasant. I've, I've, I've never actually found a fart pleasant. Ever. Pleasant? Yeah. Like you kind of enjoy it a little bit. No, that's sacrilege. Farts are supposed to smell bad. All right. Okay. I feel like we answered a lot of these already. Some people are asking a lot of sex questions. We did do a podcast that was a bonus episode with Vanessa Marin that was all about sex, especially around postpartum body and feeling, you know, insecure about certain things. More like a boner. A boner. Oh, (laughs) a boner instead of a bonus. (laughs) Tips for getting, okay, we're going to give relationship advice here. Are you ready? Tips for getting to know new, potentially romantic partners. Okay. Caveat and disclaimer. Okay. Nobody should take advice from anybody on the internet or on a podcast ever. But let's give it. Okay. I would say if you, here's my big thing. And I know that it's not going to work for everybody, but I knew, I know who I am. I know that I like a lot of texts. I like, like, to talk about things. I want to talk about your childhood. I want to talk about what you like, what you don't like. 
And I want to be really, really super honest about my side. I realize that that might come off as like intense and it probably breaks every single dating rule book. However, that's also who I am as a person. So it would be to me a little bit unfair for me to just pretend like I was like this super chill. Yeah. Don't text me for three days kind of person. No, I'm not super chill about that. If you are like that, I'm not into it at all. And I'm already out. So for me, I'm all about, because this is something I really deeply learned between, you know, being married for a long time and coming into dating was I was ridiculously honest. I said, you'd be like, I love camping. I'm like, I hate camping. We'll never go camping with you. And you're like, you were never invited for camping. It's a very special group of us that go. And I'm like, well, I'm not going. So that my advice is just who you are, be who you are, as long as it's not shitty and it's not mean and it's not anything. But like, if you're somebody who really needs that level of whatever, then I mean, it worked out for us. And you hate texting. You never text me now, but you figured it out. I'm going to say that like, so the question is, how do you meet new people? No, the question was tips for getting to know new. Oh, maybe it was getting to meet people. And I was just like, here's how to get somebody. Did I answer it wrong? What what is the actual question? Tips for getting to know new potentially romantic partners. Okay. So getting to know somebody. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to say that it really depends on where you are in your life, in the stages of your life, because Mm -hmm. early on, everything can just be discovered over time. There's a lot of opportunity to have like a lot of fun and just like, You know, but I feel like as you get older, as you've gone through relationships, if you've, yeah. as you've had bad breakups, you kind of start to cut the bullshit. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to woo anybody. No, I want to like, just be here. No, you you don't like, you know, when you're younger, you you tend to like act a certain way when you go out. For sure. Date. Yeah. You, you want you want it's all per- about impressing. You want to portray your best self. And that's or that's the what, self that the best self that you think they want. Right. But like later on, you, you just want to like get down to business and be like, okay. Here are, are we like, compatible? Here are my like no pass Fair. kind of things. And let, let's get those out of the way. And like, here's here's what I know are my flaws. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw them out there. Maybe not like, like really like, you know, huge red flags or anything. But like, yeah, typically people are like, hey, you know, like I, I'm a very meticulous person. And I like to have, you know, five days a week where... I'm going to go out with friends and that's just me, right? Like, yeah. I feel like the later on in life, you end up going through these things where like, you throw it out all out there and then you see like, okay, does this, does this like work? Because you don't want to waste time. There's no time to waste. Yeah. You know, you're, you're getting older, right? Well, it's not even about like getting older and wasting time. For me, it's just like you've, the Mickey Mouse of it and like the dancing around, like, do you like me? Do you not? I just, I realized very, very quickly that there was a lot of games being played in dating. And there was a lot of like, I don't know, like I I hated the whole thing. And with you, I just remember when we met and we were really talking, I was like, I just don't, I don't want to do that with you. Like, I just had no desire to pretend to be something I wasn't or to try and pretend that I was an entirely different type of person or super, like I did for a bit, but also we we came from different situations. You were recently breaking up. I was going through divorce and I, and you had been divorced before. So you're very understanding of that. But I also was a very open book about what I liked and disliked, but I also was very guarded about how safe we were in this relationship because I would almost try and instigate a breakup 
so that I, you didn't choose that. You couldn't choose that pain for me. I would choose that pain. And you finally were like, you've got to stop starting fights. So the only thing I'm saying about that is like, there were, there were definite things at the beginning that would maybe be a red flag, maybe be a toxic character trait that we did work through. I'm not giving advice that people go for red flags. I'm just saying there were certain components to how I was then and chaotic emotionally that did eventually settle down. Well, I, I would I would also add that like, like how I'll never watch a movie that you watched with another girl. Well, I I don't agree with that. Still, I know. But anyways, I would say that one of the big things is that like, yeah, early on you decide whether or not you're compatible. Mm-hmm. Here are my no-go things. Here are the yep. things that I need. But at the same time, you 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 kind of learn that like nobody's perfect. Yeah. Nobody's going to fit into a mold. Right. And you need to find someone that you can have concessions with because really in the end, nobody's going to meet your perfect, you know, ideal of what your partner is going to be. It ends up being like, here are, here's the thing. They, everybody has flaws. I have flaws. You have yeah, flaws. Totally. I'm okay with these flaws because I love this person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everything else is so good that these other things, you know, I can deal with, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, and I and I think like a like a, a super old dude once told me that the secret to a good relationship is being able to say you're wrong when you're not. Sometimes, not all the time. Mm. You don't want to be a you don't want to be a stepping stone or a, saying you're yeah. wrong is such a hard thing, but it, it's been pivotal for us. We're very quick to say it, and, and I think that's truly what helps so much. But like being able to say you're wrong, even sometimes when you're not, and just yeah. to concede, right? Like, yeah. like sometimes you just have to make concessions and like, because in the end, does it matter? Does it, will it matter in five years? Is this something you're going to remember? Mm. And that's what you need to think about. It's like, is this something you're going to remember? Is it that important? Because, uh, you know, you can argue a lot about a lot of things, but only certain things actually matter. How do you feel about boundary settings in life? And are there non-negotiables in sharing what we do on Instagram? I I don't share why I got divorced and I don't share anything my kids don't want me to share about. I think in terms of boundaries. Yeah. Do you have a boundary? Yeah. I I would say like fences. Fences? <laughs> it's like I definitely talked about our fence. I took that really literally. I was like, well, we got our fence done in the summer. I definitely shared it. <laughs> I mean, that's like a physical Do you have boundary. a boundary? Uh, obviously, you have consent around things. But is, is there like boundaries that you... Wouldn't want shared about? Not really. No. I can't really think of anything. Like, Thank goodness. I mean. I, I don't know I w- how to not share things. I, I, I like storytelling. I like sharing about our lives. I wouldn't want to share anything about like my family members that they wouldn't want. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, but like, pers- like personally for things for me, I don't, I don't, I don't. And I think a lot of people probably perceive that I'm like constantly documenting everything. I literally am just living our lives. And then it's like, oh, that's funny. Let's just show that. And a lot of people do like where they create stories and then they share them later. I'm just real time, like everything, like whatever we end up doing or going on. And and a lot of that stems from I when I was like first at home, a stay-at-home mom with kids, I was so lonely. It just having people sharing within their days really filled me up. And it's something that has always kept me going, especially doing what I do now, like as busy as it's gotten, there's something about feeling like you're sharing that and that you're not alone in anything has been, 
yeah, there's boundaries obviously there, but ultimately it's a very nice thing that I found that I do. I really love community on the internet. I think that it can be really, really beautiful. My boundaries around time and around like certain things with the kids, like we would just put our phones down for certain things like Mario Kart on Saturday night. Obviously I can't even hold my phone, but like when we have special time with the kids and we're just hanging out, there's net, we just don't really have phones around when we're playing games and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of just, I think it must be perceived that we're just constantly documenting everything, but actually a lot happens outside of that. Well, that, that, like another thing is like nobody that you see online ever you're not seeing their whole or real life. No, it's I all, just showed everybody my closets now. Lived in shame forever. It, it, it like it's all curated, right? Like, to a degree, yeah, you have to. The the, the person, the per, whoever it is posting your life or someone else's, they're creating a dialogue, mm. right? They are creating a dialogue. So, do you think I am who I am online? I think your personality is definitely yeah who yeah. you are online. Okay, that's good. Well, I mean, I know, but you know, you never know. You might be like, oh, you do a. You, you I definitely feel like, are. I feel like you're a lot more eloquent online. Eloquent. Yeah. And when I write, for sure. Yeah. And like you don't use wrong words Ooh. When, you, uh, when you write. Probably because there's a corrector thing <laughs> program on my phone. <laughs> hey, y'all, you can still be a writer and a public speaker and not have all of that stuff. Okay. Let's I answer one more question and then let's go. How do we feel about the house being organized? Because we've had this planned for months. I found out about Go Simplified from Jillian Harris and she was like, it's a game changer. But if you follow Jill, you're like, she's a very organized person. Like I remember her pulling out her glitter that she'd had since like the ninth grade or something. So I really didn't see how we were going to be able to have, like, I was like, I don't think people understand when they talk about having a junk drawer. I have a junk house. And I, we, I, I feel like we kept tackling it. I would spend entire days in my closet trying to go through things but we moved into this space so quickly and things just exploded. It's just been, I've felt a lot of weight come off my chest this week. And our house is a, like a bomb went off in it right now. I'm going to tell you that when I lived by myself, mm-hmm. I purged everything mm-hmm. that I didn't use all the time. So I had, yeah. I, had a, I had. We used to make fridge soup at your house. You remember that? Yeah, because it was, anything left yeah. over, just make fridge soup. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But so like, I liked that, like. It was easy for me to keep things like really clean. Mm-hmm. I like my. It wasn't just tidy; it was clean. Like yeah, I had disinfectants everywhere and everything. Yeah. Right, but then like, like you hang things on the wall with a hammer. You're very proper. What hang things on the? I don't know what that means. I hang things on the wall with an ice cream scooper. I don't. I don't get it. All right, keep going. Okay, like a handle. <laughs> like you do things proper. I know oh. what it's like to be around you. You use levels. I use eyesight. Okay. I, I get what you're saying. But like when we moved in together, like all of our stuff just got smashed together. Yeah. Right? All mm-hmm. of our stuff got smashed together. And then you had a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. And then there's more like stuff kept coming. Yeah. So there's just so much stuff to the point where I was like, you know, like I spent a lot of my vacation time Dealing with it. Cleaning and doing what they're doing. Doing the organization stuff, but like tackling a quarter of what yeah. they are in a day. And I think what what is different this time and what I'm learning is you can't just bandage 
organization. There, we we put things in cupboards that we thought that would work. And now the way they've literally removed everything and they're like, no, we're going to change it because this is actually the flow of your house and your space. And that has blown my mind because I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, another big thing was that when I'm, when I was doing, trying to organize and, and mm-hmm. it was just like, you weren't, you you were doing things. You had your own things going on. Yeah. So I was just making decisions. And if I didn't know, it just, stuck around yeah that's true whereas the difference here is we're both involved in like yeah what stays. it's very intense like I would say this to me is more important if like n- not equal as a renovation this is truly like renovating the way we're living I'm going to do an entirely separate podcast with Megan from Go Simplified to talk about a lot of this stuff because I did not expect home organization to be such a huge point for a lot of people to talk about. I think for us, when we talk about relationship stress, it always comes down to the home. It always comes down to that. Like you and I on almost parenting levels, we, you know, we do have our moments. We had a little moment last night about one. I iced him out at nighttime and apparently (laughs) I had to admit that I did that on purpose. We're not perfect in that regard at all, but our house is usually the biggest thing of contention. Yeah. Yeah. It's but like like to be honest, if you think about all the stupid stuff we spend money on. Yeah. Like that what lasts like think about like going out to dinner sometimes. Mm, right? Yeah. You can spend like a decent amount of money going out I, to dinner. I didn't know you could spend a decent amount of money at dinner until I met you. And, well, I'm sorry. You're but, like <laughs> if you are out at dinner, we get appetizers and that was the first like we get a drink, we get appetizers and I'm like yeah. Well, I'm like out. cheapest it's... thing on the menu and order water only. <laughs> keep it keep it small. No, you you really taught me to enjoy dining. But you're right. That but level like, of investment. But it it lasts what, a couple hours? Yeah. Right? So Love it's like a couple hours. so so think about the things that you spend money on that mm-hmm. last a very short period of time. That that they bring you happiness. For sure. It's important to spend money on things that bring you happiness. But they they bring you happiness for a short period of time. Mm. This type of thing seems like maybe it's like, why would I hire someone to, to do this? To tidy. Why I would I spend like this this type of money on this type of thing? But really like, this is going to bring you happiness for longer than a couple hours, right? I think what it's doing for me already is almost every weekend we wake up and all I can think about is how am I going to balance the amount of things I need to do and the and also spending time with the kids. That our actual rest time, we, let's be real, we both work very big full-time jobs and there are four children. And the rest doesn't really, like rest in general is a very difficult thing when we have this much buzzing. I think it's like a buzz. It's been a buzz in the back of my mind that even while we're resting, there's a layer of, I should be doing this. And that's really hard to, that's really hard to find mental peace with. For sure, for me. And and honestly, there's like some work around the house that's enjoyable to do. No, there's not. There is. What? I like going out and I like mowing the lawn. Ew, disgusting. I like watching you mow the lawn. I like, you know, I like fixing things and futzing around in the, the garage. I don't like going through a closet of a pile of stuff that we haven't looked at in who knows how long. And yeah. We did the laundry and found things that I wore on vacation two and a half years ago. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I, I think there's some things that are enjoyable 
and some things that are absolutely not. And I think the things that are absolutely not enjoyable, when you look at a house with four kids and two people with careers, outweigh those that are enjoyable. Mm. So I'm not going to hire someone to mow the lawn for me. Mm-hmm. But for someone to go through and like be a professional organizer, whereas I'm going to do the best that I can and probably yeah. not do a great job. Yeah, fair. And spend, you know, I love my I love the ecosystem of, I think a lot of people are trying to figure out how do you have a career? How do you both have careers and how do you live this life? And, and at the end of the day, I've really resigned myself to delegating people to do their best work. We've been able to delegate some really incredible stuff to really great people where it's possible and support other businesses where it's possible. Like, yeah. like so, something there's no Uber kids yet. So we have to drive them four times a day. I'm not even talking. I'm just saying like, I'm just saying Uber kids would be cool. I'm just saying like some things are out of reach and some yeah. things are out of reach for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And like, despite the fact, like some people, you know, both my parents had to work. Yep. They could have never done, like they could have never hired people to help them with things. For sure. Right. And that's just the reality of what it is. It's just, uh, but I mean, if you can do it, the value is there. Yeah. And I think that that's, uh, even when I was a single mom, I remember budgeting for a cleaning person because it was of such high value and importance that I spent time with my kids in sharing custody that even when I had, I had to figure out how to do that. And it gave me back that time with my kids, which was one of the most important things that I, I didn't have an on and off weekend schedule. I had them every weekend. So I just didn't have that time. And so there's like, I don't know, we, I read this quote once that you'll never agree with how people choose to spend their time and their money. And every time I feel guilty about, you know, hiring people to help out for things, I also just remember that we're supporting different businesses and we're getting other people to do their best work and we're freeing us to do our best work or spend our best time because we have the ability to do that. Obviously it's incredibly nuanced, but I do feel like there's some amazing businesses out there that are structured to help us live our lives in the society that we are now, which is very demanding of a two-income household or somebody staying home and rearing the children, which is, it's a lot. That's why I always ask for like a car wash for Christmas. Mm, Yeah, you love a car detailing. That's your favorite. An interior car wash is amazing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, because it's the kind of thing like, yeah, I can spend... In the summer, great. Yeah. Love being outside. Love doing things. In the winter, awful. If you're in Canada, you basically can't wash your interior. Of and your I car will say this: being awful. I'm just really thinking about it. Out of every job that I've ever had and any career that path that I've ever gone down, being a stay-at-home mom was the hardest and the biggest because you are the cleaning person. You are the party organizer. You are the home organizer. You are the driver of all the kids. You're the meal planner. Like you are all parts. And I will never forget how absolutely intense and a lot that job. Like I've literally worked career jobs and been like, oh my gosh, like this is, if it wasn't for literally going into an interview that saw the potential and the value in what a stay-at-home mom does and like, at that time when Ryan interviewed me, he was not a parent. He did not have children. And he still was like, no, that's a legit, like that's, you have a lot of skill there for doing that for that long. Anybody listening who is in that role, like, please remember that is like truly, truly, honestly, I don't care if I work 13 hour days now, nothing uh, is as big and as huge and as uh, uh, like 
skill building as being a stay-at-home mom. Like it's truly. What about a stay-at-home dad? Wow, gender bias. Wow, I got myself there. Yeah, fair. Fair <laughs> enough. Stay-at-home parent. Thank you for doing the pod with me, Shane. I didn't have a choice. You did have a choice. <laughs> I was <just> joking. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, when are we going to do the next podcast? And then I was like, can you do it tonight? I need one for tomorrow. No, but thank you for listening. And thank you for asking your questions on my Instagram story. I ignored all of the rude ones. I would have you know. And I answered all of the... Wait, can we, can we read one rude one? No, I don't want to mm-hmm. read any rude ones. What if there's a really funny one? There, no, there's nothing funny. It's very like political stuff. Oh. Who does Gemma like more? Who guess who asked that question? Was it Gemma? Yeah. <laughs> I hope she likes me more. Oh, and ne- Becky's just yelling at us. Or why are Scott and Becky the most perfect neighbors ever? And what's the best condiment? Which one? Which are they? Those both? She from literally Becky? asked like six questions. Look at how much of this is. Brini's asking where her Santa is. The best condiment is salsa. There's, nope. Well, no. Mayonnaise. Like, no. That's not correct. You can't put mayonnaise on a table. Why would I put salsa on a table? Not directly on the table. I'm saying like... If you would put it directly on the table. If you go to like a restaurant or a diner, you can have salsa as like a condiment. I don't want... I only want salsa with chips. I don't want salsa with anything else. Not eggs? No, not really. I could do without it. I'm just saying. Mayonnaise, french fries, sandwiches, aiolis. Add some spice. It is the perfect condiment. You can add it to almost anything. Even eggs. What about tacos? Why not tacos? Creamy. An aioli on a taco. Amazing. There you go. I'm just saying salsa is the number one condiment in the world. Google it. Oh, somebody told me, please don't post your opinions about race. My opinion is. (laughs) I have a lot of opinions. I'm going to block this person immediately. I got some opinions about race. Okay. Okay. Fastest person wins. Every time. <laughs> I really was like, took that very little. And I was like, Shane, <laughs> oh my gosh. Fastest person wins. Yeah. yeah. That's how race works. That's how race works. But in this, I'm just going to block this person. Ooh, ooh, ooh. One more question. We're, I'm sorry, y'all. If you're listening, this is so, so, so long. Who initiates more? I do. So incorrect. That is such a fucking lie. Mm. You know it's a lie. I sidle my ass up to you. You know that's how no, it works. I go in for the the no. The Incorrect. Spoon. I go in for the spoon. And then I wiggle my butt in so you know I want it. Well, why am I doing the spoon? <laughs> why am I spooning? Are you never spooning me just for fun? Fun? I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready for bed. You're tired and you're ready for bed. Why would I think that that's for sex? Because why else would I be spooning? Oh my gosh, I have misinterpreted everything. <laughs> Uh, I now expect every single time we spoon to be sex. I mean, that's why I'm spooning. Okay. <laughs> he's forking is what he's doing. <laughs> I want to turn this spoon into a fork. Ah, it's so amazing. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening. This is actually so much fun. And I'm off to block this person who told me to not post my opinions about race and, <laughs> and black lives. Listen next week. I'm going to probably post... Well, in the next couple of weeks, the home organization one. So we'll talk more about that. But until then, we shall see you next time. 
Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories and don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.